0: Well, I did mention everyone knows I'm a Dragons fan. There's been a lot of Dragons news this week in the lead up to season 2024. So I thought we'll go to somebody who's got his ear to the ground in the gong. One half of Saturdays in the gong alongside Matty Russell. There's some great work with the Illawarra Mercury. Tim Barrow's on the line right now. G'day, Timmy. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, it's a
1: tough gig trying to uh, sell the dream of a. A team that
0: hasn't won a final or won one final, sorry, since Wayne Bennett left. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just no. let's just pause and reflect. As it is a day of pause and reflection, as you know, Tim, and think about the the great run from fifty six to sixty six, shall we? <laughs> yeah.
1: it's a long way back into the archives, and I <laughs> two thousand and ten at least lived yeah. in the memory.
0: Uh, highest percentage of rugby league immortals. There you go.
1: Yeah, that is that is true. I mean the. Yeah, the, the scale of the club—it's obviously the iconic club and iconic brand. So Shane Flanagan's got a big task ahead,
0: hasn't he? Yeah, he does. But he's look—he's saying all the right things at the moment in terms of his pursuit of the top-caliber players. And people are saying, "Well, this is a proud club. It should be a club that is perennially at the top." You know, certainly he's trying to appease Ben Hunt, who's been flipping and flopping about wanting to leave and the rest of it, and their pursuit of better quality players. Joey Marty, yeah. If he's on the market, we're interested. Don't think he'll leave, but we're interested. Tom Dearden, yeah, i will be interested. And then, of course, uh, probably the most realistic of those three, Adam Fenua Blake, uh, former Dragons junior. The Dragons, we understand, have offered him from 2025 a three-year, $3 million deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, Fenua Blake would be a great signing. I mean, he, yeah, as you said, he came through the Dragons ranks. He played for Thoreau here in the Illawarra at one stage. Um, he's a, a huge impact, huge presence, uh... I think it's a great great signing if they can get him. The, the key will be what happens with Ben Hunt this year. I mean, if he is set on leaving at the end of this season, uh, which still seems incredibly... then they've got to look at what options they've got in terms of steering the ship, particularly given Talatau situation with the court sentence to come. That's blown a, a huge hole open. Uh, Kyle Flanagan comes in. I mean, he was recruited primarily... As that utility hooker halves option, but uh, now is probably the front runner to be playing in the halves with Ben Hunt, who's been unsettled. So there's a lot of there's a lot of work there. I mean, Joey Manu is obviously a great player. I I think that Tom Dearden would be the ideal recruitment if Ben mm. Hunt is the player to leave, uh, but Manu certainly seems more of a likely target.
0: Yeah, I agree with. Regards to Tom Dearden, given his age, of course, 22, I think there's a lot of upside if, if you're looking at signing a, a long-term deal and another marquee half. Uh, just with regards to the Talatau moan, you know, I might get you, if I can, Tim, to, to gaze into your crystal ball. I mean, what do you think the likely outcome is here? I think sentencing is December, if I'm not mistaken. Even if he doesn't go to jail, do you think he's played his last game for the club or is it a bit hard to, to speculate at this stage?
1: Yeah, high, highly likely. I mean, it's obviously difficult with the court process, but that guilty finding uh, certainly puts a lot of weight on his future at the club. And I mean, he's not not the first Dragons player, let alone the first NRL player, to get a lifeline somewhere else. But I just, I know the Dragons will stick by him in the meantime. But you know, I just can't see how they can do any planning um, for him to be playing in the halves next year. And, you know, when you just add that that presence of Ben Hunt, I know Shane Flanagan, he'd come out and said, oh, you know, he won't know the place when he comes back. But there's a lot of weight. There's a lot of heavy baggage with all of that. So all of a sudden, instead of uh, a set halves combination and and where you're looking to for the future, uh, now both positions certainly look, you know, uncertain beyond, uh, well, obviously Hunt will play next year. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of uncertainty there, isn't there?
0: Okay, so with regards to the halves, of course, Jaden Sullivan's gone to the Tigers. Uh, that did, did clear up half a million cap space, to be fair, but and he had that history of hamstring injuries. Uh, Zach Lomax, he talked about returning to to preseason training day one, hitting the ground running. Uh, Keen, you know, he's saying all the right things too, Zach. You know, he's a often a line figure in the Dragons setup, but undoubted talent. Uh was pretty good at the back end of last year, but certainly with a slow start to the season, and the kicking. You know, people are expecting more of somebody on on the money that he's on, but has suggested that maybe he'd give 5 a crack. Is that How much of a reality is that, do you think?
1: I, I'm not sure it's a reality. I mean, how much ball playing does he have uh, in his game? I mean, he's he's got the classic Gidley flick. Yeah, with yeah the, the flick to the rather. Right yeah. side with Absolutely. And, and, I mean, it's such a great combination when it's working well. To me, Zach's a confidence player. Uh, we've seen it. Last year with Anthony Griffin, he was switched to the left. Uh, we've talked about whether he could make it at fullback. It's it's funny, I was driving in for Saturdays in the Gong this morning and I drove past um, uh, Zach Lomax and Tyrell Sloan getting coffee and I thought, I wonder how much they're discussing about the fullback situation <laughs> for next year because uh, you know it probably does put a bit of pressure on Tyrell Sloan, which he probably needs, doesn't he? Um, he's a great player, yeah. but has those defensive frailties uh, and with Cody Ramsey, hopefully going to make the most of it. If he can come back from that illness, um, who knows? I mean, that that's one of the big things that Flanagan, we talk about the halves and the, the fullback position. I mean, there's two or three key pieces there and, and they're all in the spine that's um, going to be a key to if Flanagan's going to make it work next
0: year. Yeah, look, he's the only finished article, isn't he, Tyrell Sloan? I think there's so much upside of this kid. And there were, yes, I agree, some defensive deficiencies. I just think you've got to be careful to throw the baby out, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'd like to see him get first tilt at the number one. That's just my opinion. Not everybody as a Dragons fan shares that. And I know Flano said, oh, I'll be working hard with him because he's an undoubted, undoubted talent, uh, Tyrell Sloan. It's interesting just with regards to... Uh, Adam Finnell Blake they reckon that you know Moses Sully Ben Murdoch Basila Hamas Sully have sort of been getting into his ear just saying hey mate it's it's pretty good down here nice beaches at the gong not that you know you need to be sold because you've been there before but you've got a nice home if you want it I reckon Flano's told the boys hey just get in his ear hey just get in his ear
1: oh why why wouldn't you and I mean I think there's uh, there's a balancing act for Flanagan there he's already spoken about doing more training sessions at Cogra uh, which would no doubt help some of the Sydney-based players that they don't have to do the constant travel but also a lot of the players actually like being down in Wollongong because you don't get the some of the, the media traveling down all the time they don't they don't always have that level of scrutiny uh, other than us local types who obviously uh, are sort of down there, on a regular basis, but you don't always get the, you know, the, the regular media uh, and other scrutiny that you, you do when you're uh, constantly based in Sydney. So they, you know, there's that appeal for sure. But I mean, Shane Flanagan's already shown his cards. I mean, he's come out publicly, as we said, about Fanua Blake, about Joey Manu. And I like it. I like that he's, he's not holding back. He's he's trying to make the Dragons a destination club. We've seen what Phil Gould's done with the Bulldogs and, Let's see what happens there in terms of their recruitment. But they've been aggressively recruiting and, and some top-line players like Stephen Crichton. So, you know, if the Dragons are going to go and start following that path, I think Flanagan has to get himself
0: out there. You mentioned Cody Ramsey a bit earlier. It's still uh, unknown whether he will ever play rugby league again. But uh, an article during the week saying that the Dragons are, are going to recommit to him and... and pay him out of their own pockets and, and keep him outside the cap, but just you know, I thought it's a wonderful show of faith in the young kid, you know, it must be devastating for him to to sit on the sidelines and he still, I know, goes to training with the lads but obviously can't play, but I thought it was a really nice touch by the club
1: Yeah, and, and more to that I think it speaks to club culture, I mean we talk about the Amon case yep. um, the Dragons have had, obviously the, the court ongoing drama with Jack de Bellen previously, they've lost a lot of club juniors to other other clubs. So the, to show faith in a young player like Cody Ramsey, I think it's just really important about, around culture because my great criticism of the Anthony Griffin era was that I was never quite sure what the Dragons stood for. They, right. they didn't have a lot of identity in terms of their style of play uh, and there, there just never seemed to be a lot of confidence, and Zach Lomax is probably the, the case in point. So I, I think it's a great first move for Flanagan, just in terms of making his mark and saying that, you know, we're prepared to put our, our arms around a, a talented young guy who has done it tough for the last 12 months.
0: And a wonderful, from what I heard too, Timmy, you probably heard the same thing, uh, uh, an outstanding work ethic at training. You know, would sit down, listen to what the coaches had to say, would do what was required, and go on above and beyond. It's the sort of play that you want around your club.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you just you'd hope that he's not one of those careers that sort of goes by the wayside, and you you wonder what if because he's an obvious talent. I mean, I remember uh, when he went over to Western Australia for uh, the the Nines over there, and I mean, he was. Uh, just, just brilliant, uh, yeah. super quick. Yeah. But he, but he's he's added more to his game uh, since then. So hopefully, you know, just his health holds up and he gets even just a good fist playing New South Wales Cup so that we can start to see him rebuild his career and, and however far that gets him, well, you know, that's great. But, um, you know, as long as his health holds together.
0: Agreed. One more, mate, before we let you go. Uh, looks like the Dragons are going to be the team that misses out on Magic Crowns. Now, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Dragons fan, but they are arguably the most widely supported non-Brisbane team. Sorry, New South Wales non-Brisbane team in Queensland. Uh, This surprises me, I must say.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting, that isn't it? I mean, we the, I've read a few reports this week about the metrics and how the dra- how far the dragons have fallen in terms of social media and and a lot of the club metrics that they use within the NRL industry. And obviously, only winning five games this year uh, doesn't help. But um, I guess you know, someone's got to miss out. I mean, we we spoke about it this morning on the the gong the Wollongong show that. Uh, the Dragons' form during the Magic Round so far has been uh, been awful. Yes. So uh, maybe maybe they'll be happy to uh, take the week <laughs> off and, and not have to make the extra trip. Oh, I remember was it was <laughs> yeah, not last be.
0: year. Do you remember that Tim? The year before that game against the Titans in extra time, they absolutely bottle that game, um, and that, that actually had huge ramifications on them. I'm just missing out on the eight in 2022. So yeah, you, you could be right. You could be right.
1: No, that's absolutely right. But I mean, we talk about the. The Titans, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Seagulls, and the Knights to open the first five rounds next season. There presents a a little window of opportunity Mm. for for Flanagan if he can get them up and running early. And, uh, you know, talk about selling the dream. He's just got to offer some hope and and try and hit the ground running.
0: Yeah, that's right. And and let's not forget, too, you know, Kyle made his debut under his dad at the Cronulla Sharks and and arguably played his best football there to the point we put him on the radar. Of the Roosters, and I know that didn't end well for him. But you know, maybe he can get back to somewhere near his best under his dad's tutelage.
1: Yeah, I've watched a bit of Kyle play at the Bulldogs, and particularly last year in a really difficult situation. I I know he's been maligned, but he played quite well. Uh, not this year, but in last year, as that halfback, just sort of when they needed him. And I mean, he's not a he's not a game breaker. He's he's not the type of player that's just going to take it by the scruff of the neck, but he's certainly a, a serviceable player who um, I think the Dragons could use. But again, talking about the identity of the team is, is whether he needs to be used in the halves or, or whether he will be that, that bench utility or, or hooker option around the uh, Little.
0: I guess we shall wait and see. Uh, just very quickly tonight, the Hawks and the Taipans, they need to win the mighty Illawarra Hawks. The understrength can side, can you sniff an upset? Oh,
1: talk about desperation. We've talked about the Dragons. It's uh, it's desperation stakes for the Hawks, isn't it? Uh, yeah, look, uh, Matt Campbell is one of our co-hosts and he he said they've trained as well this week as he's seen uh, 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 under uh, Jacob Giacomas' uh, uh, reign. Train the house down, yeah.
0: Okay, Best week ever you you need training, any,
1: any indication you can get, I guess, at this stage. But, uh, yeah, I think the Hawks know that... Um, they need to start shaking things up because uh, it's not gone well. And, and they, they have recruited well. Their roster mm. is um, is pretty
0: strong, so it's time to deliver. Well, I hope they get a win for my dear mate, Stewie Taggart, is in charge at Illawarra. Uh, thank you so much, Timmy, for sparing some time on the program today. Uh, good luck. We'll speak soon. Uh,
1: brilliant. Great to chat.